Are you not entertained? Not entertained? Not entertained? Why, if not for diversion, we would be bored, and boredom would drive us to seek some more solid means of escape. But diversion passes our time and brings us imperceptibly to our death. The same is true for people who think all the time. That means, when I use the word think, talking to yourself, sub-vocal conversation, the constant uh, chit-chat of symbols and images and talk and words inside your skull. Now, if you do that all the time, you'll find that you've nothing to think about except thinking. And just as you have to stop talking to hear what others have to say, you have to stop thinking to find out what life is about. And the moment you stop thinking, you become into immediate contact with the unspeakable world. The force of liberation Yes, sir. Welcome back. It's your boy Frank with the one and only Cynic. Um, if you've been hearing. I do go by Chitty Chitty Bang Bang as well. Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Just want to bring that by. Um, and I go by uh, uh, Cynic, uh, Cynic, Cynic, Cynic. Oh, man. Awesome. Well, we're excited to have you guys uh, here with another episode. This is episode 11. So we're getting going here, man. I think uh, we're catching some speed here. Cynic, what do you think? Yeah, I would have to agree. Uh, every week, it's just going by faster and faster. I find myself having to... Start doing my research as soon as we're done sooner recording. Sooner. Yeah, imagine, so, imagine if we ever get this to a daily cast, man. I know we've yeah, we've, we've toyed around with that idea. <laughs> I just, yeah, I don't see that happening anytime soon, guys. But hey, look, if we do it, you know things are going very well, and we don't have any regular jobs anymore, and we can just do this. So that'd be cool. But yeah, that's gonna be really tough if if um if we ever do get there. But we'll see, man. We'll see. I think that'd be a good thing yeah. ultimately if we do. Yeah, that would be that would be lovely actually. Yeah, that'd be really good. <laughs> that'd be really good. Today, guys, we're talking about distractions. But before we get into that, I want to go ahead and kick it over to Cynic so he could hit us with our fun fact for the week. Today's fun fact. You know, do we have a jingle? I forgot. 
If we 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 had, we did a jingle only once, didn't we? We did a jingle once. Last episode, we did more of a like a criminal minds, intriguing background music, ambiance. That's um, right. Yeah. So today's fun fact is tied to our topic of the day, which, as uh, Frank said, is uh, distraction. And this was actually not so easy to find. Um, meaning a fun fact in general for this topic <laughs> you but felt the pressure. <laughs> maybe i was just looking in the wrong places i'm not sure but in any case i did find one thing that was interesting it's a study conducted by uh, harvard university and they found that when people were engaged in some activity such as reading or shopping they tended to be happier if they were focused on the activity itself now that sounds kind of obvious um, but the interesting part is the second part. They say when they were thinking about something else, they were less happy. In fact, whether and where their minds wandered was a better predictor of happiness than what they were actually doing at the moment. And to just break that down a little bit, the reason that's super interesting is because we have so many distractions in our daily lives. And I think we'll get into a lot of them today we'll try to get into a lot of them today because some of them you actually don't even realize are distractions and apparently every time we're distracted and it doesn't matter what we're being distracted from uh, according to these guys they found that that distraction makes you just that bit less happy than if you were just able to focus on the thing that you were doing so if you tally up how many times we're distracted in the day you could imagine what that might be doing to your happiness. So there's your fun fact of the day. All right. All right. Well, it's not a statistic, but uh, <laughs> let's get it right to it. Might not even be a fact, <laughs> but it's fun. <laughs> so basically what it's you're fun. saying is that every time we distract ourselves after we're done with the distraction, we're even more miserable than when we started. All right. We're, we're slightly more miserable. Hey, but you know what? It's good to know the psychology of it. Because I think next time yeah. you're distracted, you're going to look at it a little different. You know, you'll be a little more sensitive to how you're feeling. That's the goal. That's the goal. It will be quite a challenge to get there, though. And I think we're going to talk about that, too, today. I hope we will. Because, like I said, it's so ever-present in our lives that when we start digging into, digging into it, we might find that we're more distracted than focused. <laughs> and it's kind of scary. It's scary, man. It is. It is. And, you know, if you think about kind of the, the, the word itself, the root of the word, right? Distraction. Distraction is the opposite of traction, right? And traction is anything pulling you closer to your goals, whatever that may be, yeah, right? Exactly. Whether it be daily yeah. goals, whether it be monthly goals, whether it be yearly goals, so on and so forth. So now when we say distraction, which is obviously the topic that we're talking about today, you know, we know that's the opposite of that. So anything pulling you away from accomplishing those goals, right? And um, I think the day that the day and age that we live in right now, uh, at this point in time, cynic, I think that we like, man, we got to be Jedi's. <laughs> you know, like we got to be tapped into something else because it's so easy to get pulled away. And man, mm -hmm. one thing about this podcast that I love, cynic, is that you know we're honest. I always have a lot of people message me about different different shows and stuff and i think one thing that they they appreciate is how candid we are um 
Yeah. How we're willing to, to kind of just kind of let you guys in. I'm going to be honest here, guys. I am no better. <laughs> we talk about these things, right? Because it's a round table, because we want to get the information out there, because hopefully we can help somebody, right? If it's one of those episodes, because not every episode is going to be like that. Sometimes we'll just really be shooting the shit, but some episodes would be more cerebral. And not only it can help you guys, but it can help us because we, we're able to kind of see things from a different perspective. And I'm so guilty, Cynic, of watching a show or watching a movie. And dude, I, you know, I'm very aware. I'm very aware. Every about four to five minutes, I'm picking up that phone, man. And I'm checking, <laughs> I'm checking Facebook. I'm checking Instagram. I'm checking, you know, and I'm still watching the movie. Like last night I was watching MTV's Challenge, which I've been watching for years. If you guys aren't on that, step the hell up. You know what I mean? CT already went home, guys. Big news. But um, point being is, it's a two-hour show. Man, I must have picked up my phone at least, at least 15 or 16 times. And it's just subconsciously. It's not It's not like I'm watching the show and I actually think, hey, I wonder what's going on on Instagram. No. I'm watching the show and I'm like, I'm missing. Something is missing. Oh, boom. I grabbed mm-hmm. my phone. Like, I need something more. Like, what I'm watching isn't enough <laughs> to exactly. capture me. You know what I mean? And it is, it's, it's scary, man, but it's the truth. That's, that is really interesting that you say that because when I was looking up some, you know, doing the research for this and trying to find out sort of the different ideas and thoughts and facts and figures about this whole topic, I came across a couple of different examples that sounded exactly like yours. Mm -hmm. And to be honest, your example is mine as well. (laughs) Um, I'm not on social media as much, but doesn't matter social media is just one example the mm-hmm. uh i i still pick up my phone and i will like whatever you know if it's the news or if it's a game or whatever and it's i'm telling you i i don't know i i found it a bit disturbing and i hope that um whoever's listening to this will you know if if they identify with it that they have the same reaction because at least at some point you have we have to be able to say we were made aware of it because a lot of times we're unaware of it yeah, but yeah. as as you found um when you think about it uh you're actually distracted quite a bit even when you're doing something that's already kind of a distraction yeah. which is watching tv <laughs> yeah. you need layers of distraction man distraction squared <laughs> yeah so it's it's kind of um it's an interesting topic. Uh, I found that it's ubiquitous. You know, distraction is everywhere, all the time. And to a certain extent, uh, there is a part of it that you could probably argue is actually positive. Um, in reality, I would think it's a very small part of it. I think the majority of it is the, probably yeah. detrimental. Yeah. Um, but... I came across so much information that was like related to the cost um, the cost of, of distraction in the workplace, for example. So what employers lose in distraction by their employees. Mm. Um, we're talking about things like it could be something that's totally out of your control, like loud colleagues. Um, it could also be, and this is something that I have dealt with a lot, um, uh, technical issues. Mm-hmm. So something's wrong with your computer or with whatever systems you're using. 
and it takes you out of what you're doing because you have to focus and deal with that. It can be your cell phone, obviously. Mm. It could be social media. Apparently, a lot of people uh, surf their their Facebook at work, or at least they used to. I think Facebook is becoming an old person thing now. But No, but some people uh, are brave enough not only to search their Facebook at work, but they'll log on to their work's Wi-Fi and have their Facebook <laughs> on their work computer. Because I've seen it. That's I ain't snitching. I'm just saying. It's what I've seen. <laughs> so, yeah, the workplace was one example of many. You know, I, I came across, like, these statistics for how many people die in the U.S. and in Australia every year from distracted driving. Oh, my gosh. Uh, um, well, obviously, like, our example that we just went over, you're being at home. Yeah. And you're distracted from your family. You know, you're not, you're kind of not doing much with your family because you're doing whatever, well, let's say watching TV. And like you said, you're watching TV and then you're checking your phone for whatever's happening. And it's, I'm telling you, it's layers upon layers upon layers. I'm surprised. I don't know how society functions. I'll be completely honest you at know, this point. Yeah. I don't know how we function. And we have this weird idea or misunderstanding mm -hmm. that we some of us believe that we have learned and are good at so-called multitasking which of course is a word that has to come into this uh, <laughs> d discussion it because does. if you're constantly distracted the only way to deal with multiple things is to quote multitask and there are plenty of studies <laughs> that i came across saying they say it's multitasking impossible is yeah, you, yeah, exactly. When you're multitasking, you're actually shit, people. You are shit. As much as you think you're doing good, you're not a machine. Yeah. And actually, they have studies saying that if you're multitasking, your freaking IQ goes down. Um, your cognitive functions go down. Your, uh, your chances of making mistakes go up. Yeah. There's nothing good that about comes supposedly out of multitasking. multitasking. And people wear like a badge. And you know what? I might, I, I would say that I'm one of those people that I, I'm, a, I'm a multitasker. You know, I can do it. I can do it. But if we get down to it, man, we're shit because we should have our focus on on one thing at a time. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know what yeah. I'm thinking, man? You, you mentioned the way that it's affected the work environment, right? Mm -hmm. But if you look at it as a whole, we're still being productive. Now, I don't know if that's because technology is getting us better uh, or getting better said if because technology is getting better. So we're able to rely on it a little more to still get the work done. But I don't think productivity has gone down if we just look at work environment as a whole. But we do know that distractions has gone up. So it begs the question, man, if we take those distractions out with the way that technology has progressed, how much more work can we fucking get done? How much stronger of an economy we can can we have? You know, and obviously it's impossible to to remove that because you can't control people, right? But it just it, it'd be crazy to think because we're still finding a way to make shit work, even though we have Facebook and Instagram and CNN and and all these things in our pocket. We're still finding a way to make it work, and it does depend on the job because I know there's some jobs that you you really can't you can't afford to, you know, or if you have a type of job that I've had in the past. Um, where I've worked with, um, you know, big banks, they don't let you, they don't let you take out your phone at work because of the information that you're privy to, 
you know, and it could be a, you know, a conflict there. So sometimes mm -hmm. work just doesn't allow you to do it just because of, of security reasons. But if you don't have one of those jobs that are, are strict, I've, I've had other jobs as well where, yeah, you can have your phone out, you know, it's all good. Um, how much more work everybody could be getting done if they didn't have as many distractions, you know, that they have. Yeah, I, I don't know how I feel about that comment. I, I mean, for sure, we are being productive to some extent because mm -hmm. the world is turning, things are progressing. So we are producing. Mm -hmm. And as you say, if we were to get rid of a lot of the distractions, uh, think about how think of how much more we could produce and and that I don't argue if we were to able to if we were able to reduce the, the distraction because I guess you'll never get rid of it like you said mm -hmm. but to be able to reduce it by a substantial amount then for sure the consequence should be that we are even more productive yeah but I wonder and this is why I'm saying I'm not entirely sure how I feel about it because I wonder how much of what we are supposedly you know producing how much is that like how much has the bar been lowered for our to to take to account for our um reduced attention spans and um and and you know delays in in things like technology itself you know like i said technology sometimes it's just things don't work you know your mm -hmm. laptop's not working or this is not working and that's a, also a waste of time and money for the company and so that's a, I wonder how much the bar has been lowered and I'm and I'm not saying that there's an official bar that people are raising and lowering but I'm just wondering like how much we we probably think uh, we are productive compared to how productive we actually should be at a baseline mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because you know what I was thinking a lot about when I was kind of looking this stuff up i was thinking about and i was talking with with my with my wife and my son about this as i'm reading different materials and some of them are completely unrelated but some of them were related to this topic often you come across examples of um people from you know back in the day who accomplished so much in their lives and for sure, some of them, you know, there's something to be said for the fact that they were probably exceptions to the rule, you know, and it's the reason why we can read about them today, because obviously we don't read about everyone from the past. But what I mean, what I'm trying to say is that before when there were less distractions, because mm -hmm. they've always been around, but there were less distractions, um, I wonder how much more people were actually hardworking and 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 productive i get you because because all they you. could do was focus on they, they they really needed to focus on the things they were doing it's like this whole it kind of goes into this whole greatest generation thing as well you know mm. that world war ii generation and I, it makes me sometimes wonder how much tougher they actually were than we are and even though that has nothing to do with distraction but i don't know somehow it all kind of plays into how we've how we've changed and I don't know, gotten softer and more, less attentive, less focused. I think I think there's a part of that that I agree with, but I think that it doesn't necessarily mean that we're not uh, being productive. 
You know, I, I think that if you see, if you look at a business, for example, you know, smaller scale, let's say you started a company, right? And you got somebody who's been there for five years and it's a sales job, right? Something that I have experience with. And they tell you, man, I remember the, the days where we only, needed a, we only needed to make X amount of sales to reach this dollar amount. But man, we killed it so much that now they've jumped it up to this and it's harder. You know, it's it's never a situation where or very hardly ever a situation where the goal was higher and now it's lower. If anything, the way things progress is that we're going to start here. And then once you guys show us that you can do this, we're going to go ahead and we're going to, you know, raise it up a bit just so we can get more out of you. You know, if, if they see that everybody's killing it and, and hitting, you know, bonuses, I mean, obviously it's it's a it's good for morale, but that's only going to last so long. There's going to come a time where now if, you know, 20 sales a month gave you, you know, $5,000, now those 20 sales a month give you 3500 you know, because what they want to do is they want to keep pushing productivity out of his people. And the reason I give that example is because I've seen in, in most cases that, again, things are getting, you know, things are progressing as far as the demand from, from what, what they're asking from us, you know? So uh -huh. I can, I can definitely relate to you in a sense where if we didn't have social media, we'll have something else to distract us, you know? But I think as a generation, I think that we're still crushing it. We're just, we're finding ways to still be productive within the parameters that we're given, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? Because yeah, man, I, in, in my opinion, at least, I think, I think, um, we definitely, we, we, again, we find ways to get it done, man. You know, I've seen it. First time. I, I, I get your point. I, I think my I think this is where my my um I think this is where the, the cynic part of me really I comes love it. Through. Talk to it's us, a really baby. Good example. Bring because it. I, I just don't feel that we are that good of a generation. And I don't just mean ours, I mean the last few. I, I really don't. Like I see the the increase in in let's call it you know economies right because i don't know it's just to, just to make it easier to define um you know the economies economies have grown mm -hmm. and uh they grow from you know business going well and, and working well and opportunities uh being there and people trying different things and blah blah um i think that a lot of the increase or expansion or this this move upwards as you described it you know how you described it that we're crushing it i think a lot of that is coming from technology the same technology that is causing us on the other hand these issues with distraction in 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 in, in some ways because technology is not the only thing <laughs> but yeah. um I think that technology is the reason why there's so much more opportunity for businesses, you know, states, cities, states, countries to have business where before their business was local mainly. And so there was only so much they could do. And if they could expand beyond their local business, then they might go state. Then they might go national. International was like that wasn't so easy back mm -hmm. then because mm -hmm. there just didn't have they didn't exist the technology 
to facilitate, you know, business like that. Only really big, you know, corporations um, that had the money could could afford to do that. But technology now makes it possible for any Joe Schmo to sell his or her stuff anywhere in the world. And so put that on steroids and, you know, put a, a, a small business in that position and they can really take advantage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And right. so I, I think a lot of it comes from that. I don't think it comes from us being more, I don't know, focused or or better at what we do. Um, but that's just because I have less faith in humanity than you do, probably. I think it's all about experiences, man, because I've seen I've seen people that wake up every day. They got to fire up their ass and they go to work and they they handle shit. You know, now, is that a majority of the people? No, it's not. You have, uh, I think, a bigger batch of people that have their ebb and flows of uh, good days and, and mediocre days. But, man, I just I, I don't know. I've, I've been in environments where people are fucking are doing it. I think your example with the technology kind of ties into what I was saying, where if, you know, technology right now is kind of picking up the slack, you know, is it that we've gotten better or is it technology's gotten better? Right. I said at the, at the very beginning, has technology mm-hmm. gotten better and it's allowed us to still find a way to be productive and still produce numbers where economies are growing and, and you know, goals are getting higher. Right. And, and they're not getting lower. Um, so I think yep. I do think it ties into that, but I, I I have seen another side of it where I, I just can't say as a whole that everybody's shit because with my own two eyes, you know, I I've seen people that that go to work and and they do their thing, you know, just just in my experience. But that does beg the question, Cynic, can work itself be a distraction? So we spoke about distractions at work, right? Things that could pull us away from being productive at work, but can work itself be a distraction? Absolutely, definitely can be. And that's crazy Absolutely. that 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 kind of the way that works, right? Because you could be, what what if you're 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 two levels in, right? So you're distracted at work, and then work itself is distracting you from something else, you know. And and where I say, because people may not understand when I say can work be a distraction, I mean from your personal goals. Um, I don't think any mm-hmm. I don't think everybody has an entrepreneurship in them where they may want to, you know, build a company and, and be their own boss one day. And that's fine, because at the end of the day, the way it works, guys, is that we need people to be employees and we need people to be bosses. So, you don't, we don't all have to want the same thing. Right. But for those of us that, you know, see things a little differently, where it's like, all right, this is more of a yeah. stepping stone. Ultimately, I do want, you know, this type of setup for myself, which neither A or B is wrong. You know, it, it's it's not a bad thing if, if you don't want those things, right? If you just want to kind of move up where you are, and that's fine. Um, but again, you always have those people as well that, that see things a little different. So I think a good example of work being a distraction is how much time are you giving to your personal goals? If you are one of those people that ultimately want to start your own business and you want to be an entrepreneur, how much time of your day are you giving to your job versus how much time are you giving to working to, uh, closer to your goal. Because I know for me personally, I'm a very goal-oriented person. I think it's always good to be chasing the carrot, guys. You have to. And when you catch that carrot, replace it with a new one. But I find myself saying, all right, I want to get, you know, this year, this is what I'm looking to do, X, Y, and Z, right? But then you get into the day, the day, the day-to-day kind of routine of it, and you find that you're giving more time to somebody else's company right? Building somebody else's dream, then you're giving to your own. 
And it's something that happens so subtly, man. It's like a snake, like a serpent, you know, because you'll start the, you know, on a large scale, man, you start the year or you start the week off and you'll be like, all right, this is this is what the plan is. And I'm going to do this and this is I'm going to work it out. And then you go to work, yep. you have your coffee, you have your green tea, whatever you do, you go to lunch, boom, you have a good day at work. Oh, man, you know what? This week I could probably crush it. I can make X amount of money on, on my check. So you know what? I'm going to be a little more focused. I'm going to make sure that I hit that metric. Boom. Oh, I hit it for these two weeks. You know what? I could have a great month. You know, fuck it. Let's go for a great month. Boom, boom, boom. Now, suddenly what's happening is that you are getting rewarded because you're doing better at work, whether that be because of recognition or financial reasons. Uh, you're getting some reward out of that. So it kind of distracts us from what we need to be doing because the more and more we put ourselves into what we currently have going, right, with our job being uh, that in this case, the less of us we're giving to our thing, you know, what we want to build, our bigger picture. And because we know that we're doing well at work, we don't feel guilty about it because we should be doing well at work. That's what we all want to do, right? So we're saying, hey, well, you know what, maybe even if I'm not giving enough time to, to my dream, it's okay because I'm doing good on my day to day. And I think it's important, man, just to keep bigger picture in yeah. mind. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I, I do. I know exactly what you mean. And I would even take it, um, I wouldn't say a step further, maybe a, a sidestep into another uh, direction, which is uh, how much time are you spending or how much are you focused on? We're using work right now as an example, right? Mm -hmm. How much are you focused on work? And that's distracting you from your own, not necessarily entrepreneurial goals but your own your own personal work right like and your own family life and you know the the, the personal stuff you know getting to know mm -hmm. really yourself and yeah. doing your you know doing that kind of work because uh that's that's something that i think we're we overlook a lot especially in the in the so-called west mm. it's not something that we give too much um too much thought to and, and work can easily become, as you said, mm -hmm. uh, the ultimate distraction. And there was actually an article that I came across um, by some guy named Joshua Becker. Um, I guess this is his, his blog. He has a blog called Becoming Minimalist. And he's talking about distraction. And I think he's talking about it also well, no, I don't think I, I know he is. He's talking about it, not just from the perspective where we started in terms of the most obvious ones, where like, you know, uh, televisions, our phones, playing games, and let's just throw work in there, as you mentioned. Um, he talked about other distractions that he says we should recognize in order to, according to him, um, fully, fully live. Mm. Yeah, he's talking about uh, the ones that are, are less obvious, like uh, the first one, he says, the promise of tomorrow. Um, he says, uh, wasting days, and I and I don't know if you can relate, but I sure as hell know that I can relate, and so can my wife. <laughs> you know, wasting days waiting for the weekend. Oh, um, I think everybody, nights, I, I, no, yeah. I think everybody relates to that rat race, I think, for sure. Uh-huh, well, yeah, exactly. Um, waiting on that holiday to come. So that that promise of tomorrow of that day that you know that that we're waiting for uh, distracts us from actually being in the right now. Oh, 
Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. And yes. not being in the right now, you could um, you could argue, and, I'm, and I, I believe I, I can't tell you now where I came across this. I just know that I did come across it. Not being in the right now could be a um, a cause for unhappiness. It could result in that, you know, this constant living in 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 the future. Um, could also be in living in yesterday, right? Another one of his is the regret of yesterday. Mm-hmm. So to, to live is to experience regret, is what he says. Nobody escapes life unscathed. And then he says, we regret our actions, our decisions, and our motivations, but no amount of regret can ever change the past. And only those who've come to recognize it um, and admit their imperfections are able to move beyond them. So I don't know how many, you know, I guess everyone depends on your situation and wherever you are in your life, but I'm sure there are plenty of people who spend a lot of time. And again, this I'm tying all this back to distraction. Mm-hmm. Spend a lot of time thinking about what could have been or what they did wrong. Right. Um, and I'll just move through the other ones a little quicker. The pursuit of perfection. I think that's something that a lot of people can relate to, uh, especially if you go back to the, um, the work example, but it could be anything, you know, you could take anything and, and ruin it by, <laughs> by trying to be, you know, the perfect, perfect and the best at it. You know, he says doing our best and achieving perfection are rarely the same thing. I don't know about that one, man. <laughs> about what? That first sentence? About the pursuit of perfection. I could be, uh, I know it could be a detriment for sure, but I think the pursuit of perfection for some of us is what gets us to that next level. I know it's, it, it has for me. You know, so I think in some cases I can see that, but I can't I can't personally sign off on that and say that the pursuit of perfection in all cases is is a negative thing. You know, what I mean, well, he says, no, he says doing our best and achieving perfection are not the same thing. Oh, OK, so it's not that you won't do your best. Um, it's this idea that you will achieve perfection. No one achieves perfection. I, I hear that. I hear that. Yeah. And so. Maybe yes, maybe there is a fine line there, but I I think I get what he's saying. I'm I guess everyone has their thing. You know, there are some things where I also try. I don't I wouldn't say try, but I just kind of naturally want to be, you know, strive towards perfection. Yeah. Even though I know better. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, that's a comment coming from a perfectionist, though. You know, I, the one thing that I I always did with my students is I'll ask them, "What do we strive for?" And for any of my past students that are listening, they've already responded with perfection, knowing that it's unobtainable as a human, right? But we want to be as close to that as we can. We want to push ourselves as close to that. And this is coming from now, just to paint the picture, right? A competitive environment, right? Where this is not kind of a day-to-day thing or this is, you know, we're competing every Saturday. We're going for state titles, so that you know we're rewarded for being as as clean and and as as good as we can be. So that's how we correlate it to that. But I just think again in some some instances, from a perfectionist, of course, bias. You can you can say that um, it it can help and it can be great. And the the drive to to get there could be something that could drive you crazy. You know because when you don't obtain it, what happens? You know, I mean, would you tell your students, so would you differentiate between telling your students, um, look, do your best or look, mm-hmm. um, nah. perfection is the goal. 
perfection is the goal doing their here, here's my thing man here's here's you know i'm my my students know that i'm a pit bull i'm a teddy bear but i'm a pit bull as far as what i demand from them you know and they t they get told every day to do their best do their best on their test do your best when you go to school today honey do your best to make new friends i think do your best stops registering you know, I, you know, for me, I had to find a different way to get them to understand the level of focus that I need from them and the, and the level of cleanliness that I need for them to give me as an ensemble. So can I, what I personally, if you ask me personally, what would be the difference? I would go for, for the, for the perfectionist side of things, as far as trying to strive to get there, guys, do your best, do the best you can. I just don't feel like that resonates for me personally. doesn't mean that it can't resonate for somebody else and their teaching style, but it's not the way that I would do it. Hmm. Okay, yeah. that's interesting. Um, I, I I guess we'll just disagree on that one. And I love it. I love it because we don't always have to agree, right? I think it's good Indeed. to have, yeah, two different sides of the coin. That's good, man. So let me see uh, if there are any other interesting ones. There are nine of them. I don't need to go through all of them. Um, those were, I think, the ones that were most interesting. The other ones are kind of cliches and obvious, you know, the desire for wealth, the need for notoriety. It was just interesting, the 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 take that he took on things that could also be distractions to us that are not as obvious as, you know, uh, the ding of a, of a cell phone, a mm -hmm. notification on a cell phone. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think it's important to say as well, because I know I brought up the, the, um, example earlier of work distracting you, let's say from being an entrepreneur. Um, but personal goals are personal goals, right? You can have a personal goal to have, a closer relationship to your family, right? And you say it, you know, going into the year, I'm going to try to spend more time with my kids. I'm going to try to spend more time with my wife. I'm going to try to to be more present. Um, and now you mm -hmm. find yourself consumed with work. And now that goal that you had to do something that ultimately is what really matters because, you know, your family is, is your number one priority. Uh, now work is distracting you from that. Maybe you have weight loss goals. You say, hey, man, I'm going to lose 20 pounds this, this year. You know, that's or it's 20 pounds in six months. You know, I'm going to do it, this and that. I'm going to go to the gym, this and that. I'll do what I got to do. I'm going to eat right. But here you find yourself working long hours, dead tired. You know, maybe you're not eating the right foods because you're, you're in that rat race. So now you don't have the energy to go to the gym, right? So those that was one example of, of being distracted from your personal goals if you were one of those individuals you know, that, that have those those aspirations of owning a business one day, but you don't have to have those you know, those aspirations. Your personal goals are what they are. Right. And ultimately, that's an example of the way work can be a, a distraction from, from what you currently have going on. One thing that I did love about what you brought up was not being in the now, not being in the present, you know, um, us, you know, always looking ahead or living in the past. And mm -hmm. I think that's so important, man, because... It's it's so true, you know. It's in, in meditation, with I, I, and I know I'm talking about my students a lot, but they are a big part of my life. Um, so I hope you don't mind, cynic. But I've I've meditated with them a lot, you know, especially during our comp our competition season, and it's because I mean our our finals day, for example. Um, I think one year they started their call time was about five a.m. They ended at about eleven p.m. that day. Um, they had two mm -hmm. performances. They had to be up at five, have breakfast, then go to the first site, perform at about 8 a.m., find out if they made it to finals or not. Um, they did get some food in them, get on the bus, now go to the site, perform again 
at around five or six in the afternoon. And then they have to sit and wait till the other bands are done. Um, retreat is about 11 p.m. So for me as an educator, it's like, all right, how the hell do I keep high school kids engaged <laughs> for that long? You know, because mm-hmm. it's easy, man. It's it's easy for anybody, for anybody to to kind of just check out at some point in time. You know what I mean? To just be like, dude, I've had enough of this. Um, I'm just not mentally here. And that's something that you can't afford to have when you're, when you're being competitive, right? So being in the now and being present is something that I've spoken with them and I've preached with them so much. And even, um, you know, that we've sat together and we breathe and we meditate, so on and so forth. Uh, but that's why I'm such a big fan of that, because I know that although it's an ongoing journey, right, to, to be in the now, I have seen the, the fruits of it. And I, I can definitely say that it's something that we need to do more of as a, as a society, as a whole, Um it's important to look ahead. It's important to see where you want to go, but it's also important to to enjoy today. You know, I mean, COVID is yeah. a perfect example, man. How many people six months ago had plans? How many people, Cynic, had plans to go here in September and go here next year and in three years I'm going to do this and now they're somewhere else? You know, yes, we can have sir. all the plans we want, man. We can have all the plans we want. We can, <laughs> we can think that we want to accomplish whatever it may be. You know, but it, you just never know. And I think us being able to kind of be more present, we can only gain from that. Yeah. No, I get you. I get you. It's. Um, I agree, one hundred percent. And it's not an easy thing to to do. So that whole, you know, the meditation that you you were doing with them. Uh, I think that's also probably a life lesson, something they could take with them outside of marching band as well. Yeah, Hopefully man. we'll help them. I hope so. I always told them this is bigger than band. You know, I'm just trying to set you guys up and give you guys the right tools so you have a leg up on everybody else once you, you know, that um, that gun goes off. And whether that be at the end of high school for some of us or at the end of college for others, but there's going to be a point in time where, okay, here's the real world and you're going to have to, you know, you're gonna have to win at life. So yeah, man, hopefully I've had a lot of great feedback on some videos that I've posted on my social media from my past students. It's always good hearing from them. And if, if anybody's listening that I've taught in the past, what's up guys, you guys are awesome. Appreciate you. <laughs> what do you think about sports cynic? Do you think sports could be a distraction now? Is it, is it a distraction from the distraction? Oh man, I love it. We're opening it up cynic. Let's open it up. <laughs> All right. Cause we can say, Sports is distracting us from our day-to-day, right? From work, from school, you know, even from family in some cases. But can sports be a bigger distraction to something bigger? And we've we've tapped into that in the past on this podcast, right? Can, yeah. Can, can it get deeper? Hmm. I guess I have to differentiate between the different types of sports um, fan, I guess. Because I, I would never, I wouldn't say sports as an activity. So if you're actually doing the sport, uh, I would not say that's, okay, I would not say I never. Uh, you, can, you can take anything and, and ruin it by going to the extreme. But uh, as an activity, I think sports generally is, is it's a positive thing. Um, the More like fandom, I guess, is what I'm referring to. Yes, when we get into the fandom side of it, that's a whole different story. Yeah. Because what a lot of people do is, as I said, they take it to an extreme. <laughs> it becomes um, 
almost like a badge or an identity of who you are because of you know who your team is and and I can say this is not just a um, phenomenon of the U.S. with NFL and NBA or NHL or whatever your sport is. Well, soccer um, has some of the over here in Europe. Fans, it's the man. same. Yeah, yeah, you have the, the soccer hoodlums or whatever Those they the, call them. The OG fans, right there. They they're just they're maniacs, right? And did these you call are them soccer who... hoodlums? <laughs> hoodlums. <laughs> That's awesome. Um. Yeah, these these this kind of sports, um, it's a kind of identification with sports and a sports team. It's like a major distraction, bro. I mean, if you are so, I mean, I guess something has to be so shit in your life <laughs> that you that this is what go, you hang on to, man. Yeah, that this is this is your go-to thing. You need to just not just watch the game. You need to know the statistics of all the players. You need to have all the jerseys. You need to know the salaries. You need to know um, what this particular player, because everyone has to have a favorite player or two, uh, about their lives and where they were and what they did. And it's just becomes disgusting to me. And the amount of time that people spend, you know, talking about sports, watching sports, memorizing ridiculous asinine statistics that have uh, that that improve is that not is that not life. the ultimate distraction? Look, yeah. back in the day when the Romans had their goddamn gladiator, gladiators in the Colosseum. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? They were not, not doing that shit because it was like uh, culturally uh, enriching. They were trying to keep those goddamn people under control. By distracting them from their freaking lives, let's get into so the city, so they could watch um, this madness happen in the in the arena. Yeah, and I don't I don't know if it happens to anyone else, but I look at a freaking football stadium and I see the same thing. It it's is. an arena full of mad fans yelling at the top of their lungs, while people on the field, if you're talking about football, you know, bash their heads in, or you know, if you're a little bit more inclined to the less exciting sport, uh, they hit a ball with a bat. I don't know. I, I think this is, for, for me, it's like there's a fine line between being just someone who enjoys watching a game and then you, you actually can go back to your life and someone who, who has to be, you know, completely wrapped up in all the details so that when the game is over, for you, it's just like the next part begins. You can, you can trash talking with whoever about how your team beat theirs <laughs> and all this kind of garbage. So not to mention the, the, the ridiculous amounts of money that these people get paid oh, man. Um, to distract us. For me, there's a lot of correlation between uh, the gladiatorial uh, arena. So many parallels. And yes. Yeah. Yeah, so many parallels, man. And I'm glad you brought that up. I think, or I'm glad that you took it to that death better set. I think that for some of us, everything in moderation, right? I think if there's anything in excess, too much of anything is bad. Even water. You can have water poisoning. And water is life. I'm a, such a big advocate for water. Um, I want to, you know, go to, to places that 
these people have to walk 20 miles each way to get clean water and I want to build walls mm. for them. So I have a connection to water. But I know that even too much water is bad for you, right? So I think when you look at the fandom, like you said, there's a fine line. Um, you catching a game, you know, you being, you know, in the moment, right? For those two yeah. or three hours, nothing wrong with that. Um, and this is our opinion, right? You could take it as you wish. Um, but this is just how we feel. I think we feel similar on this. Um, but then this we get to... Fact. <laughs> but then we get to a point. <laughs> then we get to a point where, like you said, you know, his shoe size, you know, the girl that, you know, <laughs> the side chick, you know, you know, his favorite lunch. And then you got to ask yourself, guys, how is that benefiting you and your life? Because if you don't have goals to own your own business, that's perfectly fine. But you should have some goals. We should all have something that we're working towards. We shouldn't just be existing. We shouldn't just be waking up, brushing our teeth, having, you know, going to work taking the kids to school, coming back, and repeat. There should be something that we're working towards because it's been proven that when we're working towards something, that's when we're going to be our sharpest. That's when we're running at optimal level, right, as as a being. There comes a time, you know, when you're retired, you know, once once I hang it up, I'm, I'm not going to have – the only goal I'm going to have is, you know <laughs> – how much waves I want to catch that day, you know, it's, you know, I, there is, there is going to uh, come a point in time where you, where you shut it down. But I think for most of us, we're still working towards, you know, building a life, you know, we should all have goals. And I think when it gets to the point that after those three hours, you know, now we can't stop talking about, you know, the amount of money they're making or, or the gossip that's happening in the headlines. I mean, it's not bad to catch up with it, but when, when you become obsessed like, like some of these people do, um, it's, it just begs the question, man, like, what are you running away from? You know, what's, what's happening in your personal life that, exactly. because we know that there's certain endorphins that are released when you're watching, if you are a fan, you know, you, you will have the reaction when you're watching your team win, when, you know, when, when you're even talking about your team, that can happen. You feel good. There, there's a sense of, ah, right. And there's, there's something in your life that isn't giving you that same feeling. I think that we need to kind of peel our, you know, peel ourselves back and start asking the question, like, what am I running away from? What, what am I not focusing on? I think there's some people that don't notice. They don't notice, Cynic, that that's happening. Hopefully this this podcast can can have them take a look at themselves. You know, hopefully this this conversation could could help them, man. You think you think it's it's an addiction to that feeling that those endorphins or whatever it is, you think it's that that keeps them, um, like, could, could it be a physical addiction? Or is it really just, I'm on autopilot, I don't want to think about my shitty situation, I'd rather, you know, focus on this and talk about this 24-7? I think it's a little bit of both, man. I do think yeah, that there's, probably. there's yeah, they get a feeling of, they get a feeling of, of, I don't know, of belonging or accomplishment, of euphoria, when they're, involved in, in their team and they're doing their thing and and the reason that they're they keep going back to that is because they're not really getting that any think about it if you know for somebody and i'm sure there's always going to be you know an exception but for most people that are successful and what your you know your scale of success is is your your own right but on on my scale the way i see it there's there's a lot of people that are successful that aren't really into, you know, extracurricular activities like that. Um, of course, you have your exception where you'll have, 
you know, Bon Jovi, that's a huge Patriots fan, and he's sitting up in the club box. But even Bon Jovi, that's a huge Patriots fan, I mean, he's not fucking noticing, reading stats and shit. I mean, his money gets him there, it gives him the access, and then he leaves. He, he may not yeah. miss a game on Sunday, but he's still not in it like, like some of these cats are. I just, you look at that, man, and, and if I see that the people that are, you know, the top 1% or, again, whatever your personal goals are, if they have a common trend as far as how they do things, if you want to get there, you got to start, you know, it's like they say, show me who you're hanging around with and I'll show you who you are. My mom used to always tell me that. So if you want to start getting, again, assuming that you're a person that has a goal of being an entrepreneur, building an empire, so on and so forth. If you want to start playing in that swimming pool with those sharks, you got to start swimming like those sharks, you know? And yeah. I don't see that their behavior <laughs> has anything attached to being a, a crazy fanatic of a, of a exactly. sports team. It, it, that's a good that's a good example because it ties in well to a video that I came across short before we started recording. Um, and the the guy who 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 was who was talking in the video was was talking about uh, you know being successful like why some people are able to achieve success and as you said very well doesn't matter how you define success mm -hmm. you you could be financial it could be you know business it could be just whatever your personal goals are you know maybe you want to be a monk and for you success is reaching some level of enlightenment serenity enlightenment yes, yes exactly yeah. and the reason in his opinion, let's say, but it made a lot of sense why a lot of people don't reach that the level of success that they would like to reach is because, um, and he, he, he had a funny example. He said, when you ask that question, most people would probably say because they're lazy or they're stupid or, you know, pick your uh, <laughs> pejorative <laughs> term there. But uh, he says, in fact... And this is where he's much more optimistic than me. He says, it's not that at all. He says is that people are focused on the wrong things. So we spend, so people like you mentioned, Bon Jovi or whoever, these people who are successful in their fields, let's put it that way. These are people who worked hard and kept the focus. They, they, they had their goal and they went towards that goal. And so Yes, even now, he might be a fan of some particular sports team, like you said. That's his, you know, short distraction for whatever. But he doesn't, you know, it doesn't overtake his life because his personal goals, whatever they were, um, he's always had them clear and he's been focused and he's moved towards it and he was successful at it. And the majority of people who, again, this guy says that they're not lazy, they're not dumb. According to him, they're smart and they work hard. Mm -hmm. And this is probably where you and him agree a lot. He says, but the thing is that they're focused on the wrong things, even the things that, even though they, they might think they're focused on the right things, they're still not, they're not. They're focused on the wrong things. And this, these uh, distractions, because this is what I was uh, looking up when I came across this video, these things that pull us away and we think that we need to give those things attention because whatever reason, 
And so we give that attention and something else comes up and we have, we give that attention. Whereas people who are successful, they know what they need to get done. And if any of these distractions come in, they put a, a block. Boom. Mm -hmm. Not now. Not right now. I'm, fo I'm doing this. And this is one of the biggest differences between people who become successful and people who never seem to be able to reach it. It's the focus. Uh, and apparently we have a very difficult time uh, focusing on the things um, that actually uh, matter to, our, to reaching our goals. Touche, man. Touche. I think part of it, half the battle is acknowledging it and being able to see it. I think the worst is when you're in it and you don't notice, <laughs> you know, the danger mm -hmm. that you're in, you know, because one thing with distraction, it ties into time and the waste of time. Mm -hmm. And one thing we know, one thing that we've figured out, at least for some of us, is the importance of time. It's more valuable than money. You think about that. Time is more valuable than money. Mm -hmm. You can make the money back. Right, you can lose it again and make it back three times, but you can never get back to time. And in this, in in these pockets that we find ourselves in, whether it be social media, whether it be uh, uh, being a fan, what what are we running away from for one, and how much time are we wasting? How much time are we wasting? Yeah, it's, yeah, that's a scary thought, man. Scary, man. That's a it's scary thought. Because those, those, I was thinking about that just before we came on. I was trying to, if there was some way to quantify it, if you could, just as a thought experiment right now, mm -hmm. try and think about, and it doesn't have to be exact numbers, just generally think about in a 24-hour period, how much time do you spend in distraction? And by that, I mean you are you know, pulled away to look at your phone, you're pulled away by someone, you're pulled away by a phone call, you're pulled, you're pulled away by um, a technical issue, whatever the, 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 the thing is. I think if we added that up, we would be really freaking shocked about how much time we're <laughs> actually distracted just in distraction, which like, like in the example we just gave, it's time that you're not focused on on whatever your your goal is or should and be. most importantly it's time that you're not in the present and yeah yeah that could be as well yeah. I, I i came across a, um a bit of so a few statistics mm -hmm. and just take it with with kind of a grain of salt they're, they're probably a bit old but it's just interesting to see it um they this was a study done in the uk yeah and in the study they said that a third of all employees uh, report being distracted at work for up to three hours a day out of an eight-hour workday. Mm. They said that would add up to 60 hours a month, 759 hours each year. And that's at work, in your, out of your eight hours at work. That doesn't <laughs> count whatever distracts you at home. Imagine the how much more successful we might be if we knew what it is that we wanted to do, we knew what our goal was, and we took just a quarter of all of these hours and focused them on that. <laughs> Insane, man. That blows your mind. Insane. Yeah. So there was um, there was another 
So to, to go again inside of another direction with, with the whole um, distraction thing, have you ever heard of somebody, some guy named Blaise Pascal? It sounds he, familiar. Yeah, you may have heard of him in the context of Pascal's Wager. Mm. I, I've, I've heard Pascal's Wager in a few films, actually. But there's also something called Pascal's Triangle, Pascal's Law, whatever. Pa okay, Blaise yeah. Pascal was a, a French. Um, oh, let me let me think. He was a mathematician, a physicist, an inventor, a writer, and apparently a Catholic theologian. You're right. We always end up going back to religion, one way <laughs> or another. <laughs> but he was all of these things. Now uh, he's not like. He shouldn't be the example for what we could all be if we were focused. He was apparently, even in his time, a bit of a, uh, um, what's the the word? Um, well, prodigy. A oh, a prodigy, okay, okay. A bit of a prodigy, yeah. Um, but he contributed a lot to mathematics. Again, that's this Pascal's uh, triangle thing. To philosophy and religion, that's this pa Pascal's wager. Um he was apparently involved not only in that, but he also chimed in on what we're calling today distraction, but he termed it diversion mm. in, in his time. Uh, and it was really interesting to find some of this stuff. This was all in the context of um, sort of religious, uh, a religious article. And, and that's another thing, actually. Remember early on in the episode, I mentioned that I found so many directions you could go in with this, from work, you know, to home, to whatever. Religion is also something that I came across a lot. There were a lot of articles or um, papers or whatever by, like, theologians or just people who, religious people, who, who were chiming in on this topic from the religious perspective um, because of course from their perspective it's like how much time we spend doing whatever it is you're doing in your <laughs> worldly life and how little time you spend in in whatever spiritual thing spiritual practice or spiritual journey that you could be on mm -hmm. you know if you're catholic then obviously you know, in, in service to God or, or however they would describe it. But I think that's just one example. You could actually choose any kind of spiritual path and ask the same question. So how much time are you putting into your own spiritual um, progression? Right. And there were some interesting kind of quotes that, that, that um, the guy who put this article together uh, listed. And one of them, which is, from Pascal himself, he says, I, I have often said that the sole cause of man's unhappiness is that he does not know how to stay quietly in his room. So hmm. Pascal lived in, uh, I'll tell you right now, I'll not stop my head. He lived from 1623 until 1662. So in the 1600s, he's already talking about the inability for people to be able to just sit quietly in their room. That's I mean, crazy. That, you, you can't even imagine someone doing that today, bro. That's crazy, dude. Forget about it. Yeah. They were bored back then, too? 
<laughs> they were distracted back they then. Dist- <laughs> <laughs> you know. <laughs> Oh shit! You see, that's funny because I say sit in your room quietly, and you think bored. Boredom? No, no, I don't. No, not at all. I don't think that's bored. I think that's being in the present. I think us finding ways to distract ourselves are because we're bored. That's how I talk. Right. Ah, yes. My bad. I got you. I got you. So, uh, yeah, and he he had some really good points that that he addressed, and uh, it just really kind of left an impression on me. Some of these things that he was Mm. saying. And what's also interesting is that in his day, diversion, again, as he called it, for them, diversion was like hunting and games and gambling mm-hmm. yeah, and other so-called amusements. Because obviously they didn't have the technology that we had. Mm-hmm. But people, you know, found ways to also distract themselves then uh, from what he felt was, you know, the, the a truer purpose you know a truer goal and he says that distraction or diversion leads us imperceptibly to destruction why if not for diversion we would be bored and boredom would drive us to seek some more solid means of escape but diversion passes our time and brings us imperceptibly to our death and so he's just saying this is you know if we were bored if we let ourselves be bored, which no one lets themselves be bored these days. I have a 12-year-old son who I can attest, definitely. <laughs> um, but not to call him out, I'm the same. I'm the same. Um, when we're, if we let ourselves be bored, then we would have to find, we would have to kind of look inside and find things that are more, as he describes them, more solid means of escape mm-hmm. and not sort of these... Uh, airy fairy things um but the diversion just allows us to pass the time but in that as time passes as you said time is the most one of the most precious things we have Mm -hmm. and time is just passing and passing and as he says it brings us imperceptibly to our death the next thing you know you've accomplished nothing and you've wasted however many thousands of hours in whatever your distractions were and death comes knocking. Man, it's it's eerie. It's eerie. You know, what type of mark do you want to leave? I don't, I don't think people think of life that way. Mm. You know, I think people think of life more progressively. You go to school, you have kids, you know, what there, there has to be something more, you know? I mean, I think we I think we were all little kids at once with with dreams and aspirations. You know, that could be whatever you want, man, what it, whether it be to write a book, to dance, mm-hmm. whatever it be, man, it, there has to be something that, that for you is fulfilling you, right? That is giving your light purpose. I think when we ask the question, what mark do you want to leave when it's all said and done? And then how are you working towards leaving that mark? I, I don't want you to think that that means you have to be the president of the United States. That mm. could be impacting your family differently. That could be impacting your community differently. It doesn't have to be a, you don't have to be a Hollywood movie star. I think it's important to find what, what that is. Cause I think we all have a purpose, man. I think we're all tied in. I think that we all, our, our personal journeys tie into a bigger story. Right. And I, I do think we're all gifted in some way or another. We just, have to take the time to 
to look within ourselves and to see what that purpose is if we haven't found it. Some of us have found it and are fortunate enough to say that. Others are still on their journey. But staying focused on those things is is very important and you can see why distractions could could pull you away from that. And when we speak about time and we speak about how things progress, man, like we know, Cynic, this is episode 11, man. We know, we feel mm-hmm. now having this weekly podcast how the weeks fly by. Yeah. <laughs> we, you know, I think having this podcast and doing this project together has really given me even better of a sense of appreciation for time because I just feel like it is flying the fuck by. Mm-hmm. We have something that, that gives us kind of a marker where we can feel that, you know, and of course you, everybody understand time flies by. Everybody's heard that before, but to actually feel it and sense it. It's another thing. And, and for, for the listeners, guys, you know how fast we're already are coming up in June here. All right. I know that half of this year has been fucking nuts with the quarantine. And first it was Australia fires. Then it was quarantine. Um, mm-hmm. Then it was Hornets. Now down here in South Florida, we, we're already in hurricane season. So I know we've been getting shitted on all year. But the moral of that story <laughs> is that <laughs> nonetheless, it's fucking June in a week. <laughs> Yeah, half a year gone. Yeah, even our listeners can relate to how fast time goes. You know, so we find ourselves saying, oh, you know, I'll I'll spend a little time doing this. I'll spend a little time doing that. But then we miss that moderation cap and now it becomes excessive and now it becomes our sole purpose. Now it now it gives us it, it gives us some sense of belonging. But we have to ask ourselves, are the things that we're investing ourselves into, is it fulfilling our purpose and if we don't if we don't have that purpose yet, start searching for it, man. You know, start looking into yourself. You'll be surprised what you find. I think a lot of things, you know, could be suppressed, right? Some things could be childhood issues. But I think it's important, Cynic, for us to really start searching within ourselves for for that purpose if we haven't found it yet. And if we have, and if we are lucky enough to have found it, then fan that flame, you know? Fan that flame, start start putting more energy into something that's more meaningful versus you knowing the stats of an adult that doesn't know you. You know, you know all this information about your favorite player. This guy does not know you. You're not a blimp on his radar. His quality of life does not change by you knowing what 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 type of fish he likes. <laughs> no. Um I don't think all distractions are bad. I think that being distracted at times can be good. And I want to get your take on that, Cynic. Do you think, like a vacation, for example, I think a vacation in general is a distraction from our everyday life, right? So we say, oh, you know, if, if you're not somewhere tropical, I can't wait till I get on the beach and I have a corona in my hand and I shut off my email and I have no Wi-Fi, right? Do you, do you think a vacation in that sense Although it is a distraction, do you think in that case it's bad? I, I mean, I don't see it that way, but I wanted to definitely bring the question. Um, well, actually, I wouldn't necessarily call a vacation a distraction. Be- do you think that's more being in the present, being in the now? I think it can be and it should be, yeah. Mm-hmm. Because if a distraction is is something that takes your attention away from something else, if you're go on, going on vacation to just rest and relax and recuperate and you're there then that's the purpose it's what you intended to do and mm-hmm. and and 
you hope you know you probably earned it and, and that's fine if you are I don't know who goes on a vacation against their will, but if you <laughs> if you're going against your will and you're there, but you focus still on other things in your life, then you could technically call it a distraction, although that shouldn't be the purpose of a vacation, right? Um, mm -hmm. So I, I wouldn't no, I wouldn't call it a distraction actually, uh, not in 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 the, in the in the sense that one would expect a vacation, you know, to be, um, mm -hmm. but your point was that you think some distractions are good. Uh, and yeah, I think we need, I think we need them. Yeah. I think, I think they, they can be a detriment, but I think sometimes it's good to go have a beer, you know, or to, to watch a game for two or three hours. You know, I think it's, again, it's the whole moderation thing. Balance is I yeah, think most important. I think that's the key. Because uh, yeah, I think as humans, we we know that, we can only go for so long before we need a break, right? Typically in corporate America, every two hours you have a 15-minute break. Either you have your lunch or, or a 15-minute break. You know what I mean? Um, even if you're working at a warehouse, loading trucks, every now and again you get a break because you need your body to recuperate. We, we're not able to just continue doing something for an extended period of time and not eventually get worn down. Right. We know that we need a break from whatever we're doing, whether it be our eyes, whether it be a physical break, the break needs to come. So I think... Sometimes that break is good because it is been, has been shown that when we come back, we're fresher. You know, we're more engaged, we're more focused. We were able to step away, kind of take a breather and come back. Um, but I want to bring this side of the coin to the mic because I don't want people to think that at least, you know, what we're saying is that you can never watch sports game. You can never watch soccer. You know what I mean? You can, All you got to do is work towards your goals. I mean, I don't Stop think that's Stop watching sports and get your life together. <laughs> At least for me, on my side of the mic, you know, I don't, I don't think uh, a game, uh, watching a game, is is a bad thing. I think when we, when we lose sense of, you know, who the hell we are, when we start caring about it more than we should, when it's affecting our mood, things like that. I think when it gets to that point is where we have to start looking at. Well, maybe I need to, to refocus, you know, kind of my energy. Yeah, I realized when you were talking that that there's there's these certain subtle differentiators uh, with distraction that uh that we have to actually be aware of because taking a break is is like you said it's completely valid and necessary we're not machines mm -hmm. we can't say 100 focus on one thing 24 7 we can't um and there's also the difference between i'll say quote small distractions even though they 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 can be very disruptive, but small in the sense of, you know, you're at work and your colleague is yelling and they kind of distract you and bring you out of focus. And big and big distractions like the sports might be a good example where you're you're an extreme sports fan and it pretty much, you know, is the main focus of your life and the rest of your life is, you know, in shambles in shambles or 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 you're just you're just a person who finds just their a, happiness only through that you're just existing that's it you're just existing cynic you're just there, existing. there was yeah yeah i mean there was a good uh quote uh, i guess it's a quote that i came across as well where uh, from this same um the guy who was writing about pascal mm -hmm. and he says diversion cannot bring sustained happiness 
since it locates the source of happiness outside of us. Thus, our happiness is dependent on factors often beyond our control, so that we're liable to be disturbed by a thousand and one accidents, which inevitably cause distress. The thousand and one accidents, just ignore that because it's referencing to something earlier in the text. The most important part was the fact that the distractions or diversions that are outside of us, that are sourced outside of us, can't ever really bring you happiness. And maybe that's why we're always uh, wanting more. In your example of watching TV, and now you need to play, you know, check your phone. You need more. You need more. Because it's never a real lasting, um, fulfilling um, thing that it gives you. You know, it's a short uh, so it's a gratification. gratification. Yeah, a little short hit. What I've done to, to tame my beast is I'll, I'll go periodically on a, on like on a 90 day no social media. Oh, that's you nice. Know, yeah, I do that. So what I'll do is I'll shut them down and I'll take them off my phone. And it's funny because for the first, <laughs> no live, dude, for the first two to three weeks, you know, it says they say 21 days to break a bad habit or break a habit, whether it be good or bad. Um, mm -hmm. I would say for the first two or three weeks, I'm constantly going on my phone looking for the apps. And I catch <laughs> myself, you know, because it's already a habit that I've that I've done it so much. And I'm already in my, you know, I call it my, my blackout, my blackout stage, right? So I'll go dark on social media and I even pull, again, I pull them. I don't just sign out because then I know I'm going to be type, tempted to sign in. So I delete the apps from my phone so they're not, you know, an option. And I'll, and I'll find myself just not even thinking subconsciously, picking up my phone. Maybe I read a text. I'll go to my home screen and I'll start swiping. And I'm looking for, <laughs> for a social media app. And when you do that, you're like, whoa, man, this is serious. This is serious. Mm -hmm. You know, because it's like <laughs> it's involuntary in a sense. I, I, it's not the thought. I'm not thinking go to Instagram, go to Facebook, go to Twitter. I'm not thinking that consciously, Cynic. You know, I responded to a text. I, maybe I, I read an article. You know, I, I read, finished reading a news article. I was done with that. And without thinking, my thumb went to the home screen, slid to the right two times, and started looking for my social media file. Yeah. Freaking it's, insane. It is scary. I would challenge anyone listening to try an experiment. One day, take a, maybe a weekend is better since you can't have the excuse that you might get contacted by a colleague or your boss take a saturday just as an example mm -hmm. set your phone like turn your phone off and put it somewhere put it away and try to go the full day without your phone <laughs> try that and tell me you want to kill the people us, cynic you want to kill i want to know i want to know how people get on with that how how difficult is it or not what do they do to pass the time did they learn anything about themselves? It's something that I would be, um, I've been planning to do, and now I'm going to have to do it because I'm putting it out there and asking other people to there do it. There you go. So try it. Let's do um, it. You know what? Let's both see. do it. Let's both do it, and we can come back and talk about it next week. All right. Let's do that. We'll decide on a day. But go ahead. Finish, but Let's do Saturday, next Saturday, because we're recording Sunday, so. Ooh, Saturday might be tougher, man. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, I love about Saturday, bro. Yeah, we'll talk offline. <laughs> Pretty soon we'll reduce the 24 hours to like 12 <laughs> you know, hours. You know what? Let's just do a little three-hour three session, baby. <laughs> Put it in the box. <laughs> I think it would be so incredibly difficult. It would be embarrassing to admit it. 
Nah, but it's doable. Because it's one thing. I've done the social media thing, but I've never done the phone thing. I mean, it, with with the exception of, like, sometimes you'll go, to a, you'll go to a place. Well, no. We get a new phone. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> I mean, you know, with the exception that you go to a place, sometimes you go to a friend's house and there'll be, like, phones in the bin. Like, you'll have game night, you know? And I've done that before, which is cool because it keeps everybody in the moment, which is what we spoke about earlier today. Um, but I haven't done, you know, with the exception of something like that, I haven't really ever done the phone thing. And the phone thing is a big, I mean, it, you know, checking your email, having something like Google, you know, if you want to do, if you want to read articles in that, in that sense, it's good, you know, but forcing yourself, forcing your mind to find other ways to occupy the time, I think is the, it's what intrigues me. You know, that's the challenging part, especially with technology being so prominent. It's funny at the very beginning of this journey, um, I was really excited for episodes like this because it can hopefully hopefully have somebody look at their day to day um that may not notice cuz I think there's there's a um like a progression scale, right? Mm-hmm. Especially when it comes to you know kind of finding your purpose and enlightenment and at the beginning of it is not knowing, not acknowledging, which is the most dangerous because you're in it and you think everything is fine. And everything is so not fine. You know, it's that fog. Mm-hmm. And then comes that moment of clarity where it's like, okay, now you see. Now you're able to t- differentiate and you're able to see kind of, you know, what direction you're going and your purpose. And then comes the point where you have to put it into action. Making sure that you're doing your part day in and uh, day out to um, to fulfill your purpose, whatever the mm-hmm. case may be. What mm-hmm. I'm hoping, Cynic, is that we're able to talk to people today and not offend anybody, but just have them look at where they're putting their time, where they're investing their time, and seeing if it's really being productive to to their personal journeys. Um, is it being productive to their families, you know, on a, on a slightly larger scale? If we want to open yeah. it up, you know, is it being productive to their community? I think if, if we can do that and we can have people kind of have that conversation with themselves, then all the better, man, you know. So I'm really excited about yeah. this one. Yeah, I'm glad you you mentioned that because you reminded me of something I wanted to mention earlier, and that is that the personal work that everyone, that we all should do, that we all should have time to do on ourselves, talking about, you know, introspection and and thinking about the things that you mentioned about yourself, your family, Mm -hmm. uh, that is one of the biggest, I think, gains that we can get if Mm -hmm. we were to um to pull ourselves away from a lot of our distractions but and here's the, the point it's not it's not easy and i don't i think i don't think either one of us are giving the impression that it is not and i'm not talking about you know getting rid of some distractions we know that's hard enough mm-hmm. but the personal work is is actually also quite quite intense and it's not an easy thing to do to try and figure out how to get to know yourself you know and um but if if we spent more time doing that i think i think there's a good chance that we would be happier because we would know better what it is that we want and what is the direction we want to go in and we might make different choices when you're constantly distracted and you're just kind of on an autopilot and you're doing things because you think it's what you should do or it's expected of you or whatever 
you won't be happy, obviously. And I think a lot of us suffer from that. You know, it, it, when you say that, it reminds me, you say that the process is a tough one, right? It's a strenuous one. It's not going to be easy. It's important to know that. It's important to know that going in so you're ready for it because preparation, you know, that's, that's going to be your, your, your anchor, right? And, and making sure that, that you can overcome the things that, that we encounter in our day-to-day. But when you think about it, why is it such a strenuous, you know, mm. why, is it, why is it so strenuous? Why isn't it something that's, that's uh, more natural? And I think the answer to that is because in that process of stripping yourself down and becoming naked, right, and really kind of doing the inner work, Mm-hmm. You know, there might be certain layers of yourself that you find that you may not be comfortable with, yeah. right? Because we've built this, in order to survive, we've built this kind of persona, if you will. And we're that person in public. Sometimes we're that person at home. Other times we're not. But we, we've built up this this persona, right, to, to kind of go and be able to, to conduct yourselves on a day-to-day. But in doing that, you're not really being true to yourself, Right. So when you start doing the inner work and you start peeling back the layers, sometimes you may faint, find things that you have suppressed, that you've you know, that you've neglected to to really give focus to if it's something that, that, that could be changed. Right. In a sense, because our job is to kind of pick it up, pick up, pick, get our shit together and make sure that we're able to go the next day. But in, in that process of peeling yourself back, if you find that, again, it's a strenuous one, don't let that discourage you, you know. Worst thing you want to do is, you know, at that point when you're challenged and you find something that you may not like, is distract yourself <laughs> and go back to square one. Yes. Take take the time, man. Take the time to to be vulnerable even with yourself, um, and go through it because I think once you go through it, and you're able to kind of come out on the other side, I think it's going to be so much more peaceful, and, and you're going to be such in a such a such a better place. Now I say that, and that doesn't mean that you're done. <laughs> this is an ongoing journey. I think this is going to be something that you're going to have to continuously have to work at, but it's worth it, man. It's worth it. I know it's something that I'm going to continue working on as well. Uh, you know, it's Same every, here. everybody knows I'm a huge sports fan. Having this talk today and being honest and vulnerable wasn't easy. But one thing that I have gained to this point is that I'm able to see and have the vision that man, you know, sports can be too much at times. Maybe I did at one point in time devote too much time to sports. Maybe I at one point in time cared too much. I don't think I ever knew what meals they were eating, um, or how much you know they were getting paid. <laughs> but I knew their height, I knew their weight. You know, I had an idea how much they scored last game, and I had to do some inner work and I had to look at myself and be like, man, like, am I am I dispersing my energy in the right places? Um, it's a strenuous process, but it's a it's a beautiful rebirth on the other side if you will so encourage everybody to dive in very very well put yeah man for sure i want to leave us cynic with a little quote with something new we're doing now yeah man we're gonna have a um a regular quote we're gonna try to make it relevant sometimes it will be sometimes it won't but it's meant to invoke thought um i'm a big fan of quotes and and words the power that words have especially when you arrange them in a certain way Um, So, the quote for this episode is, What distracts us will begin to define us. We do not need to swing at every pitch. And that's by Bob Goff. Oh, nice one. Yeah, man. Take that as you wish, guys. 
but again, and if it invokes a certain thought process, then it's uh, fulfilling its purpose. <laughs> yeah, and we'll we'll add that to the uh, show show notes, show description as well. That quote and uh, who it's from. I think that would be good in case anyone wants to refer back to it. Yes. yes. And uh, before we close, I want to remind everyone that we are on uh, Twitter at NoStone underscore. And we are on Instagram, I believe. <laughs> yes, sir. At uh, NoStone underscore underscore. Correct me if I'm wrong. You got it. We're also on Facebook, but we're still building that one. So give us we was... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and you can also, uh, of course, just email us directly. We, you know, not everyone is on social media, like me, um, but we're still happy to get emails. So that's no stone dot podcast at Gmail. Yes. At the moment, it's Gmail. We might end up getting our own domain at some point <laughs> <laughs> if we keep this thing going. Thanks for joining us this week, and we look forward to being back for all of you guys again next week. Yes, sir. Thanks, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for hanging tight. Take care. Take care of yourselves and each other. Juice. Peace. Cause I don't care.